Hello, and welcome to the Simply and Fiercely Show, a podcast for women who want to clear their clutter and create space for freedom and joy. If your life keeps getting bigger, but not better, keep listening to learn about decluttering from the inside out. It's about creating a life that's aligned with your values and priorities, so you can have more of what matters and less of what doesn't. I'm your host, Jennifer, and I'm so glad you're here. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. It's Jennifer here, and welcome to the Simply and Fiercely Show. Today, we're going to be talking about decluttering, as we often do, (laughs) right? Um, But specifically, I want to talk about this situation that I know lots of my clients and listeners often find themselves in, which is a space where they feel like they know what they're supposed to be doing, right? They've read lots of blogs, they've read lots of books, they've been listening to this podcast, and they feel like mentally they have the information they need to start decluttering, yet for some reason, they really struggle to follow through, okay? So maybe that might mean that they've done some of, like they've done some decluttering, they've gotten a few bags out of the house, but they're just not getting that kind of ultimate result that they want. So that is what we are going to be talking about today. I'm really excited. I have a lot to share in this episode. But first, <laughs> um, I'm going to apologize because I live in Brisbane, Australia. So right now it's the middle of the summer. We're in the middle of a heat wave. I think in Celsius, it's like 32 degrees in my house. I think that's like early 90s in Fahrenheit. And my air conditioning has broke. So we've got all the windows open, all the fans blowing, and there's construction outdoors, <laughs> um, like right on my doorstep. So. I think my editor will be able to get most of that sound out, but if you hear any like odd giant bangs, please forgive me. I am sweating. (laughs) Okay, so enough about me. Let's dive into this puzzle, really, right? Because that's what it feels like. It feels like you have all the pieces and you should be able to get results, but something is missing. And I have some opinions, obviously, on why that happens. But first, I want to share an analogy with you. If you are new here, that's just, I hope you like this style of learning because I just love sharing analogies. It's my favorite way to communicate new ideas. So let's pretend that you are thinking about painting, right? I remember, I think it was like 15 years ago, I took this painting class, right? And in the beginning, on like a really basic level, painting is so intuitive right? Like I have kids, they are three and three and six, (laughs) right? And they can paint. It's just like putting, you gather your supplies, you put paint on your brush and then you slap it onto a piece of paper, right? And that's kind of like with decluttering on this really, really basic level, it is very simple. All you have to do is go through your stuff and decide what to keep, right? Conceptually at that beginner level, it is very easy. But if we are painting and we want to kind of go to the next level, then there's things that we can learn, right? If you were going to hop on Instagram now, for example, and we're going to search for like painting tips, you'd probably find reels or little short tips, which would teach you things like how to paint a flower or what kind of brushes are best for certain products. All of these kind of like tips and techniques that make us feel Like we should know what we're doing, right? And again, taking that back to decluttering. So 
entry level. You know, you're just deciding what to keep. And if you do a bit of research, you start hearing all sorts of hacks and tips. So that's things like um, a really popular one is when you're hanging your clothes in your closet, you can flip all your hangers around backwards. And then after a set period of time, whatever clothes you don't wear, you can declutter, right? That's like a little tip or a hack that you could do. Um, or there are things like different questions you can ask, right? We've all heard of, does this spark joy? Or you could say like, would I buy this again if I was in the shops, right? These are all kind of tips and hacks to make decluttering easier. And so that's kind of like an intermediate level two. And I think that's where a lot of people feel like they should know what they're doing and they should have all of the tools they need to declutter because on the surface, decluttering doesn't seem that complicated, right? But in my experience, that's not the case. There's a level three. And so to take it back to the painting analogy, um, I was actually researching this <laughs> before I was writing this um, the sort of some notes for this podcast. And I was like, hmm, let me learn a little bit more about painting. And if you were going to go to art school, for example, like you're going deeper, you're going to learn about design principles, right? Like how to um, compose a piece of art. I don't have these skills, obviously. Um, but there's things like, you know, the composition, I think there's like a rule of thirds, right? Like visually, you want things to be in thirds, um, where your focal points are, color theory, what colors you know, go together, how to mix certain colors, or even like the emotional impact of color, right? So from the outside, when you say like, oh, how do I paint? That's not what you're thinking of. But that is what I think takes painting from like, oh, I'm just doing this. This is like an activity to, wow, now I'm creating a work of art, right? Um, now, obviously, I am oversimplifying this. I'm not an art expert. But I just thought that would help you think about decluttering from a new angle. Yes, like conceptually, it's very simple. And then there's tips and hacks that you can use to make your decluttering easier. But if you keep finding yourself getting stuck and you just really feel like maybe you've made that entry level bit of progress, you've cleared up the low hanging fruit, you know, like you've picked up the rubbish and you've gotten rid of, you know, things that are that you're obviously not going to keep, but now you're getting stuck with the hard stuff, it's because there is a missing piece of the puzzle. There's this level three. And for me, the way that I always try to describe it to other people is that there's a difference between knowing how to get rid of things, like how to declutter, and knowing how to let go, right? So I guess that's like the difference between painting and creating art. And so that's what I wanna talk with you about today. I will just mention that by the time this podcast goes live, my signature decluttering program, Clear Your Clutter, will be open for enrollment. It is open through to the 27th of January, um, midnight on the 27th of January Eastern time. So if you're curious, you can go to the link in the bio or simplyfiercely.com slash clear your clutter, all one word. And so you can go check it out and see if you want to work with me. Um, or if you're listening to this after the close date, you can get on the wait list for the next session. I do teach this program twice a year. But regardless of whether you decide to join me inside Clear Clutter or not, I just wanted to offer a bit of guidance about how you can move forward and how you can get unstuck with your decluttering. Okay. So number one thing that a lot of people are missing is 
clarity. We need to create clarity before we start decluttering, before you dump everything out of your closet or your drawers, or before you start sorting anything into piles. You need to think intentionally about what you are creating, right? Again, if we use the art example, I would argue that probably, again, artists would probably um, chime in here, but even if you're creating like abstract art, you probably have some kind of vision of what you're creating before you get started. And the same holds true to your decluttering. And when I say vision, I don't just mean like the end result is, oh, hey, I want to have a clutter-free home, right? Or even going further, some people might say, all right, well, my vision is I want to declutter my home so I can spend more time with my family. That's great. But I highly recommend that everyone try to get really specific to actually having a visual in your head with as much detail as possible. You know, don't get too caught up in this to the point that it becomes like an issue with perfectionism, but you just want to have a vision of what you're creating. So for example, um, maybe a better one to use is if you are decluttering your closet, right? Instead of going through every item one at a time and going, hmm, should I keep this or not? It's really helpful if you think, okay, let's think about my lifestyle. What are my needs? What kind of clothes do I like to wear? What's my current personal style, right? My taste. And then think, if I was building a wardrobe from scratch today, what would that ideally look like, right? And I'm not talking about like win the lottery type thing. I'm saying if you were just going to create a new, reasonable, everyday wardrobe right now, and you didn't own any of your existing clothes, what do you think that would look like, right? And that's where you can build in some of that intention. Will my lifestyle goals right now is to get outdoors right um, more. I want to spend more time with my kids, right? So maybe you don't need, you know, 10 outfits for going to nightclubs. Maybe you need more outfits for doing the things that matter to you, right? So you create this vision in your mind. And again, I think that might kind of sound obvious as I'm explaining it, yet I know from experience that isn't usually where people start because it feels like a little bit of a mental challenge, right? It takes a little bit of time to think about those things. And we're so programmed to always be doing, right? You're not productive if you're doing. Thinking is not productive. And so people want to dive in and start sorting through things. But really, you are saving yourself so much time if you start with that vision in mind. And also, it removes some of that stress and overwhelm that you feel about starting. I read somewhere once that stress is not about what we have to do. It's about how equipped we feel to do it, right? So if, you, if I say to you, declutter your closet, and you just have to go through 100 items and make random decisions about what to keep, that's very overwhelming, especially, and I always say this with a bit of kindness because it can come off a bit harsh, but you know, I, I'm in the same boat. If you have a lot of clutter, you're probably not great at making decisions about what to keep in the first place. Okay. So if you're like, well, I've never made great decisions in the past. I have an overflowing closet. I keep buying clothes I never wear. And then I say, go through all those items one at a time and decide what to keep. Right. It sounds simple, but mentally you're like, oh, God, I can't do this. Right. Like what proof do I have? Or, you know, what makes me believe that this time I'm going to be able to do it, right? These are the kind of things that keep us feeling stuck and unable to move forward. Now, if you kind of 
flip the situation where you have a vision. Okay, so now you have some thoughts in your mind about what the end result's going to be, whether that's your closet, your bathroom, your kitchen, right? What do I want it to look like? How do I want to feel in this space, right? What is the purpose of this space? What would my ideal be? Now, as you go through your stuff and you're decluttering, you have a very clear, you have clear guidelines, I think is the best way to put it, right? So when you pick up a dress, you're not just thinking, hmm, does this spark joy? Because I, I recorded a whole podcast about this. If you are anything like me, then you're probably like, yes, I love stuff. Everything sparks joy, right? I may be a minimalist, but I'm still very much a lover of stuff, which is why I need this intentionality in my life. So spark joy doesn't work. Would I buy it again? Well, again, that's a tough one because you may say, oh, I would, I wouldn't. It's, it's just really hard. Like if you're in the habit already of buying things over and over, then that question's not really that helpful either. But if you have a vision, you can ask yourself, hey, I'm thinking about this closet of my dreams. When I hold up this dress and I look at it, does it belong in that closet? That I find a lot more helpful. It's just something so tangible, so practical, right? And that intentionality, there's so many layers to this. First, for me, it's more motivating because if I have that vision of the closet I want to create or the home I want to create, or even you can take this further to the life that you want to create, that's exciting. So that provides the motivation to get started. It provides guidance. It helps you decide what to keep and it helps you reduce decision fatigue. So this whole concept of taking intentional action, editing your life in a way that reflects your vision is my number two top tip for decluttering. If you're feeling stuck, it's probably because you are lacking this intention. Instead, you just have this whole jumble of stuff to declutter and a whole jumble of tips that you've read on the internet. And you feel like you're supposed to be able to do something with it, but you don't know where to begin or what to do first, right? So create that intention, get really clear on what your goals are, okay? And just a quick tip, I, I recommend that you start kind of big, like what is the lifestyle that you want, right? What do you want your home to be like? And then you can distill that. So if that is what you want from your home and life, then it can be something as simple, well, this is my bedside table, right? What kind of stuff would be on my bedside table or inside my bedside drawers if I'm leaving that life, okay? And you can break that down as, as much as you need to. And so, as I said, that helps you get motivated. It helps you take action, but it also really impacts the results as well, okay? Because my experience, I hear all these people who are stuck in this, what I call a clutter cycle. I used to be there myself where I would declutter, buy more stuff, declutter, buy more stuff, right? And it's because I didn't know what I wanted, right? When it's, it's like that idea that when, um, when you don't have your values and priorities clear, like everything is important. It's kind of the same thing with stuff. But once you have a vision for your closet or your home and you know what you're creating, the end result is better. So you don't just have a closet with less stuff. Now you have a closet full of the clothes that you love, right? And you have a home that's really functional. And you're basically building brick by brick this life that reflects your values. Okay, so that is sort of part two. Now, having said that, I know that if some of you have been following me for a long time, reading my blog or my podcast, I've said those things before. 
And you might be like, yes, Jen, I have, you know, listened to this idea and I've tried to create a vision and I've tried to be more intentional with my actions, yet I'm still stuck, right? I'm still unable to get the results that I want. And if that's how you feel, then it's because step number three of the decluttering process is the most significant and the most overlooked, right? And that is exploring our relationship with clutter, okay? So it's like if you go back to that painting example, right? It's things like the way that color can communicate to you, you know, symbolism, certain objects, Um, If you go to like works of the great masters, they're they're communicating messages or like political stances or, or there's so much that's coming through that picture. And in a way, our stuff is kind of like that. Whether we realize it or not, what we have accumulated over our life is telling a story about who we kind of think we should be or what we feel pressure to be. The list, honestly, I posted something on Facebook about this the other day. The list is infinite, right? It's a reflection of your fears, your insecurities, hopes, dreams, right? Current dreams or old dreams or unfulfilled dreams, right? It is, it can be a million things, which is part of why it's so so complicated and why it takes a lot of um, reflection to understand. But it's just important to know that your stuff is not just stuff. Your stuff is a reflection of you in many ways. Okay. And so until you start to explore that, it is very, very difficult to let go. So for example, um, even if you feel that you're a little bit self-aware, there's always so many more levels. So I posted something on Facebook recently um, on my Simply Fiercely Facebook page about this idea of getting to your roots of the clutter, right? And understanding why it's hard for you to let go. And someone who I don't know, so I'm not going to obviously say their name, um, commented and just saying, this is great. I know what keeps me stuck. And what keeps me stuck is that I have a hard time decluttering items unless they are going directly to someone who I know will find them useful, right? Like I, and I'm paraphrasing here, obviously. Um, But they were saying like, I really hate the idea of decluttering something and going to a second home shop and maybe just sitting there and nobody buying that, okay? and so. First, that's a great realization. Any kind of aha moment you have about your behavior is a clue that's going to help you declutter. And we can definitely work with that, right? If, if that's you, then there's things you can do. There's practical, there's intentional action, right? You have this clarity about why you're holding on. Now we can have intentional action and try to, you know, look at opportunities to connect with a charity. For example, um, the one I always use here in Australia is called Give It. It's a really lovely charity that is kind of like a matchmaking service. So they're like an in-between uh, between individual donors and lots of other charities who need specific items. So if you donate through them, you're not just like dumping your stuff at a Goodwill or as we say here in Australia, more like the Salvos. Um, but instead, you are passing your specific item to a charity who needs that, right? So that's definitely a valid concern and there's ways that we can work around it. But as someone who has spent the past few years, five, six, seven years, deeply fascinated by our relationship with clutter, in my experience, 
from my own journey and from working with with hundreds of women really is that it's almost never that simple, right? Our brains tend to fixate on one reason why we can't declutter that is neat and tidy, right? Like something that feels um, very almost noble, right? This is a good thing, right? The fact that you don't want to be wasteful. That's good. Like that, that feels good. Um, and it's also very easy to communicate to people. So for example, you might say, um, I just struggled to be declutter because I might need things sometimes, right? And again, that that is a very valid concern. A lot of people struggle with that. But often there's more to it when you start poking around under the surface. And we tend to focus on the reason for our clutter that's the most comfortable. So for example, um, one of the things that I've noticed is almost always a factor when people are struggling to declutter is shame, right? So we feel ashamed of the mistakes that we made um, in this situation with the woman who wanted her items to go to a good home. If you feel ashamed that you have bought a lot of really expensive items and never used them, for example, it feels almost like a relief to give it to somebody because it's like that shame disappears. Oh, it doesn't matter if I did that because now it's going to a good cause, right? It's a lot harder to donate it to something or to give it to someone who's not a good cause or where you're not certain about where it's going to go because now you don't have anything to alleviate that shame, right? So that's sort of underlying reason why it might be hard to declutter. Or another reason, um, again, and I'm, I'm just speculating like I've never met this person, um, but something that I've observed with past clients is people-pleasing, right? If you identify as someone who is a people-pleaser, you're someone who always wants to make everybody else happy, right? It kind of feels like it's a waste to use your stuff unless you're using it to make someone else happy. And until you find that circumstance, you're comfortable suffering, right? Because if your home is overflowing with, comf- with um, too much stuff and you're uncomfortable in your own home, but your mindset might be like, well, I can deal with it, right? I'm okay being put out as long as I am helping other people, right? And again, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just understanding all these different layers for reasons why we might have clutter. Um, or it could simply be a procrastination technique. Maybe there's something even more difficult under the surface, why this person is having struggle to let let go. And so it's easier to say, right, this this kind of surface level reason for their clutter, where in reality, um, let's see, my own experience, right? If you've been listening, one of my huge reasons for having clutter was my insecurity. I had a lot of insecurity throughout most of my 20s um, and younger about my appearance, about how successful I was, all of these different things. So I wanted to keep things because they made me feel better about myself, right? But saying that to you is kind of vulnerable and it feels kind of embarrassing. You wouldn't tell that to a friend generally, unless you're like me and then you tell everyone on the internet, right? But most people don't feel comfortable even admitting that to themselves. And it took me a very long time to admit that to myself. So instead, it's much more comfortable to fixate on something else. Oh, I'm going to wear those someday. I love them and I'm going to wear them someday. Or, oh, I love having so many shoes, right? That's something I used to tell myself. Or, oh, I'm going to declutter them, but just when I can find a good home for them, right? So as I said, I'm speculating. 
And I guess I'm just, my point is that our clutter is layered, right? The way that the analogy that I often use with my clients is that there's threads. There's these strings that are stories or fears or thoughts and beliefs that connect us to our clutter. And until you unravel them, it's very hard to let go. And that's why you can have all of these decluttering hacks, all of these tips, all of these things that you know that you're supposed to do, right? But if you can't follow through, it might be that those threads are still tying you to your stuff, right? And until you identify the thread, you can't unravel it. So to recap, if you are feeling stuck, if you feel like you know what you should be doing, but you are really struggling to follow three, the follow through, (laughs) these are the three things that you need to do. One, work on your clarity, okay? What are you trying to achieve? What is your end goal? And again, be specific. Don't just say less clutter, right? Try to build some kind of vision in your head, even if you don't have all the details, but give yourself something to work towards, okay? Then the step number two is to take intentional action. You want to declutter in a way that is helping you achieve your goals. Okay. And again, there's so many reasons for this. It's good motivation. It also reduces the decision fatigue. It gives you some form of guidance for making decisions. And also, you know, it it positively impacts the results. And then the final and often most important step, I like to refer to it as compassionate curiosity, which is where we spend a lot of time in self-reflection. Clutter is often a symptom right? It is the result of something, the result of my insecurity, maybe the result of something that happened to you as a child, result to some kind of event that has happened to you in your life, right? And you have never gotten closure and you're still grieving it, right? There are so many different reasons why we have clutter, but you need to do that work to identify those so that you can unravel the threads and release yourself, okay? So if this resonates with you, um, yes, I invite you to do the deep self-reflection. But if you would like some help, um, you are more than welcome to join me inside Clear Your Clutter. The website, again, is simplyfiercely.com slash clearyourclutter. Or you can go to the link in the show notes. Okay. Thanks, everyone, for your time. Have a good week. Thank you for listening to the Simply and Fiercely Show. If you want to learn more, you can download my free mindful decluttering guide and learn all the secrets that help me go from shopaholic to minimalist. All you need to do is visit simplyfiercely.com backslash free guide. That's all one word to get instant access. Until next time. Thanks again.